Welcome to the Business of Beers podcast. This is the place where we help entrepreneurs expand their business, build their wealth, and generate passive income. I'm your host, Brian Beers, an entrepreneur who's on a mission to inspire growth from everyone around me. Remember that you need to take the action others won't, and you can live the life that others don't. Please be sure to check out my weekly newsletter that now drops every Thursday. It includes one quote, one tweet, one podcast recommendation, plus some business and investing insight from me. It's short and it's sweet. My goal is to provide you with just a couple gold nuggets to help inspire your growth. Go to brianbeers.com to subscribe. Hello, everyone. I'm excited today to bring you Anthony Spagnola. Anthony has over 10 years of experience in franchising. Started as a franchise supplier, moved as a franchise consultant, a franchisor, and a franchisee. All this gives him a unique perspective that he shares with candidates. He's currently the director of franchise development at Horsepower Brands, focused on the Mighty Dog Roofing concept. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thanks for having me, Brian. Awesome. So to start, yeah, let's get, let's dive into your background a little bit. Uh, you know, I mentioned kind of in the bio, but you know, how did you get started in franchising? Uh, sure. So I was working for a small technology company based out of New York City. Uh, we were selling a customer loyalty solution. It was like a mobile application for restaurants, retail, um, things like that. And they wanted me to start up a, kind of an enterprise sales division. So I started reaching out to some uh, franchisees and that led me to, you know, getting in the door with some franchisors. That kind of started my uh, career in the franchise space. I ended up moving to a company called Metric Collective. Uh, they own franchise help. And Fran Funnel, which is a lead generation tool and a text messaging software for franchise development companies. Uh, so I did that for a little while. Uh, then I ended up having an opportunity to go out on my own as a kind of an independent franchise consultant. I helped uh, build and scale some emerging uh, restaurant uh, concepts. Uh, then one of my friends approached me uh, with another restaurant concept. Uh, he wanted me to help him build a franchise company around it. It was called Sweetberry. It was a healthy, fast, casual restaurant. Um, so I was a franchisor for a little while, helping build that company. Ended up getting two locations myself. So I became a franchisee. I had uh, two restaurants in Jersey City, New Jersey. And uh, once COVID hit, had to shut my restaurants down. Hmm. Went back to the supplier side of the business. Ended up meeting Zach Butler, uh, the founder of Horsepower Brands at a, uh, at a franchise conference. Um, sold him some marketing, actually. We became friends. He's been trying to recruit me to join the team here at Horsepower. Uh, but the catch was you have to move to Omaha, Nebraska to, to work <laughs> on the Horsepower team. I'm from New Jersey, uh, born and raised. So uh, it was not easy convincing me to leave all my friends and family behind. Uh, but I took a dive in the deep end and uh, here I am in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> so I've been with the Horsepower team since last August. It'll be a year in August. Okay, great. And then your so your primary focus is is Mighty Dog Roofing, right? Yeah, Mighty yep. Dog. So then, can you give me that backstory on Mighty Dog? I know it was kind of the first brand in the portfolio. So what's what's the backstory? Yeah, so uh, Zach and Josh are founders. Um, you know, they had built other successful franchise companies in the past, like Monster Tree and Redbox Plus. Um, they had sold those off and kind of pooled their money together to start Horsepower Brands and Mighty Dog Roofing. So Mighty Dog was the first of all the horsepower brands. Uh, it started with, uh, it was actually two locations in South Carolina. It was called Roof Roof Franchising. I think they launched back in 2012. Uh, founder's name is John Sabo. Uh, so Zach and Josh a a acquired them. 
uh, rebranded it into Mighty Dog, uh, launched the franchise company in 2020. We opened our first franchisee in February 2021. Okay. Now, you know, just over two years later, we've got about 100 franchisees in the system uh, going on about 350 territories across the country. Okay. Awesome. You had some pretty good growth. I mean, 100, 100 franchises in two years is, is pretty significant. So what uh, do you think... Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think is, or let's go over the business model. Like what is, for those who don't know, like what's the basic one-on-one business model of the Mighty Dog? Sure. So Mighty Dog Roofing, obviously roofing is our bread and butter, roof replacements and repairs. Uh, but we also offer some additional services like gutters, siding, and windows. The focus in the beginning is going to be primarily on residential, but we're also getting into some very big commercial opportunities now. So residential and commercial roofing, gutters, windows, and siding. We're in the process of rolling out solar right now as well. So that will be uh, an additional service line that you could add on. Um, I would say, though, that Mighty Dog, if you boil it down, is really not a roofing or construction company at all. It's a sales and marketing company. Uh, we have a subcontractor model. So we sub out all the labor so that our franchisees can really just focus on sales and marketing. We do most of the marketing for them. So really, they, they focus mostly on sales, to be honest with you. So you're building a small sales team, and then you're using subcontractors to actually you know, put, put the roofs on and, and do the work. Okay. Yeah. So what, is that? so what does that look like? So a franchisee starts this thing. They get a territory that's whatever, 100,000 100, per territory, roughly, right? 50,000 homes per territory. Most franchisees are doing at least three territories, which would okay. be 150,000 homes. All right. So they start, they start with this. And then they focus. So you start with the marketing, right? So you, and you guys do a lot of lead gen for them. Let's talk, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So that's all the horsepower brands. What makes them also special, like Mighty Dog, is horsepower. We've got this big company behind us that owns a whole bunch of uh, service brands. So we have our own in house digital marketing agency called Franchise Rocket. Franchise Rocket's doing all the marketing. Uh, for our franchisees, everything from search engine optimization to get you showing up on on Google. Uh, they manage your uh, Google business uh, page. They do all your online directories and all of your social media uh, marketing. Uh, the best thing about Franchise Rocket is it's commission free. So the franchisees pay a flat monthly fee for us to manage all of your marketing. And then every dollar you spend on top of that goes 100% into whatever channel you want. Okay. So they get all the marketing done. So when they start the business, what what do they start with? Right? There's there's no you mentioned yeah. this a little bit, but there's no there's no warehouse, there's no inventory, right? It's employee yeah, it's, light. Like what's what's the model look like the day they start? It's a pretty simple business model. Uh, so you're not required to get an office. In fact, we recommend starting uh, from home to keep that overhead nice and low as you kind of build your team out. So you're going to start with a GM and one or two salespeople. That's it, um, and then. You're going to need one sales vehicle, which is a, just a pickup truck, a regular pickup truck. You can get something slightly used. We wrap it up so it looks beautiful. It ends up being like a mobile billboard. You get a lot of referrals from the truck. Um, and, and that's really it. And then we hook you up with the best subcontractors in your area. So you're not on your own having to go out and find these subs. We're actually going to you know, introduce you to the best subs. And how do, uh, how do you guys find those people? So we've got amazing uh, vendor relationships. We've got national partners with some of the biggest roofing supply companies in the country. 
And they're already tapped into all the subcontractors in your local market. So uh, we lean on them to make introductions to the oh, best. They're, they're the ones buying it. They're exactly. ordering the material or scheduling it. And yeah. Okay. And then if you need help beyond that, Recruit Z, which is our uh, staffing company that we own, uh, they have a program where they can actually find the subcontractors, vet them, and qualify them for you. Um, it's like 250 bucks per subcontractor. So if you need help, they're there to help support you. Uh, but most franchisees don't even need that. It's pretty easy to find subs. So that's not a challenge in the business? I would think to me, like that seemed like the biggest challenge, but you're saying it's it's really not? Yeah. Uh, most of my candidates, that is their biggest concern. But for yeah. us, it's, it's really the easiest uh, you yeah. know, thing that okay. we do. I mean, if you're in a very weird market, like we have a guy in Western Montana, he had a harder time getting subs because there's just no people out there. So he had to ship some subs up from some other states. But uh, in, in most major metros, you're not going to have any issue finding good subcontractors to work for you. All right. So GM, one to two salespeople. Why do you need the GM or what, what are they doing versus the franchisee kind of taking over that role? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you asked that. So the GM could be the franchisee, and it is in most cases. So with our owner-operator model, the franchisee would be the GM, and then they just have to hire one or two sales guys to get started. Uh, if you're going to be a semi-absentee or semi-involved, we like to say, and then you have to hire a full-time GM. That's the person running the day-to-day of your business. That's our point of contact uh, and a couple of salespeople to work for him. Um, we've got some semi-absentees that are, you know, kept their full-time jobs and they're putting in five to seven hours a week and their GM's running the business for them. Um, but we've got definitely some more, more owner operators. You know, personally, I think it's great to kind of learn the business inside and out as a franchise. Yeah, yeah no, I... I... Okay. Yeah, get it off the ground and then maybe hire a GM, you know, and transition out. Yeah, it takes a lot of work to get a new business off the ground. I'm always a little skeptical, uh, especially a sales driven business, right? Where the owner like has to probably be the one to drive it. Otherwise, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I always say you could get the best GM in the world. He's not going to care about your business as much as you, you know, so yep. uh, I always we obviously prefer owner operators, but we do have a semi absentee model for those of you who want to. You know, keep so the franchise, so the person who buys into this is the franchise. You know, say the franchisee takes over that GM role. They are going. They are overseeing the salespeople. They're overseeing. I guess make sure the marketing leads, close rates. I guess they're also managing. Are they managing the project too? So they get the sale. Are they the ones coordinating with the the subcontractors and make sure materials there and like just you know, yeah. So the main, that so the main sales contact. managers we call them. They perform the estimates. They collect payments. You know, quality control, customer communication. You know, things like that. Uh, and then there is a role for a production manager that people bring in usually, you know, maybe a year in or so. Um, okay. And that production manager would would basically do all the scheduling of the subcontractors and ordering all the materials. So the sales guys can then just focus on sales. In the beginning, the GM and the sales people are going to, they're going to handle the production management yep. until you bring that person in, you know, eventually. Okay. And so what what is then a franchisee's biggest challenge in that that first year or two then getting started? So I think um you know what what I think separates the our best franchisees, you know, from like the top performers from the lower performers is going to be, you know, uh networking and building relationships. Uh like I said, this is a sales and marketing company at the end of the day, you know, so you need to be going out there and you need to be, you know, networking and building relationships with uh, realtors, insurance agents, homeowners, contractors, you know, these are the people you're going to be getting referrals from. Um, so, you know, we encourage our franchisees to join the local chamber of commerce or BNI group, 
you know, host luncheons for realtors and uh, exhibit or sponsor at local home shows, you know, get involved with their community, things like that, because there's no better, uh, no better lead than a referral. Yeah. So you said that most of it's, most of it's residential right now and you have some commercial. In the beginning, we want you to focus on residential and get really good at that before you start taking on some big commercial opportunities. But we've got lots of franchisees getting into the commercial side of the business now. And there is some some very big opportunities on the commercial side. Yeah. I mean, for me, so I have, you know, we have 32 locations. They're all triple net leases. It's all, almost all flat rubber roofs, right? Is like our traditional, you know, 4,000 square foot building. And man, we spend, you know, $25,000, $30,000 on, on new roofs and you know, each time. And I'm, I would imagine we probably spend 150,000, maybe more a year uh, on on roofs, on flat yeah. rubber roofs that seem relatively simple. But it's been hard for us to find good roofers too. I mean, so that's part of it is, you know, or we get a quote from one guy for 60 grand and then I got another guy who'll do it for 30. And it's like, yeah, the, the, and the range is so significant. And then- so- the, yeah. the Better Business Bureau uh, and some other publications have voted roofing to be the least trusted of yeah. all the home services. Yeah, every single one because you're right. Most roofers are, you know, they're they're dishonest and their their customer service is is not up to snuff and uh, there's no professionalism in this field. So we saw that really as an opportunity to just come out and provide a much better customer experience and also be a lot more transparent. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I've uh, I've joked that maybe we should just start a roofing franchise because or buy into one because the amount of money we, we spend on ourselves. But, um, but yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge opportunity. And, and there's that huge trust factor. But then like, once you find a guy, now my guy, like I trust him. So if he tells me I need something, I don't really, you know, I don't really question it. And, yep. you know, I, and I have, I have a pretty good perspective of what I think it should cost. And he's normally under that. So, um, but good. So then how do you guys, so there's tons of different roofing companies and, and franchises out there. You know, what makes like, why should someone choose, or look at Mighty Dog versus, I don't know, StormGuard or, you know, Best Choice or any of these other roofing companies? Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, the, we've got lots of competitive advantages. Um, you know, a couple of things that just came up recently. So we just ranked the uh, 11th fastest growing franchise in the world by Entrepreneur uh, in 2023. We're the number one uh, new and emerging franchise for 2023. We just want one number one best in category for 2023. So, and this is a testament to, you know, not just how fast we're growing, but the success of our franchisees. Uh, our closing ratio, 75, the top 75% of our franchisees are closing over 45% of every estimate that they give. Some of them are closing well over 50%. And that's, you know, due to all the competitive advantages. So it starts with our uh, marketing. Uh, we've got Franchise Rocket that do a ton of online uh, marketing behind the scenes for you. We've got amazing marketing collateral. We've got a uh, canvassing software and all sorts of really cool technology to help you go out there and, you know, uh, drive business and attract new customers. Um, and then it starts on the first impression. Not only are we driving all those leads to our franchisees, but we have a call center that we also own called Powerhouse Call Solutions. They got like 30 or 40 people on their team that are picking up the phones, calling your leads back, booking your estimates for you seven days a week. Um, so, you know, just having somebody to pick up the phone and call you back right away, that already gives you yep. such a huge, uh, yep. you know, head start over all the competition. And then we try to be a lot more professional, right? We, we pull up in this beautiful Mighty Dog uh, vehicle. We've got our Mighty Dog shirts on. We have a drone that actually flies itself. 
It's an AI technology that okay. drone. it takes a full inspection of the roof. It reports back any damage that you have. And now you're able to actually show that to the customer. So now it's not, you know, some Joe Schmo roofer telling you, you got some damage up there and you got to take his word for it. We're actually, it's a third party technology telling you, and you can actually show it to them. Okay. So it builds a lot of trust and credibility with the homeowner. Yeah, it's super professional and, you know. Yeah. And then we give them this amazing sales presentation we have on an iPad. And it educates them on all the different parts of the roof, uh, all of our partnerships, our warranties. We have uh, consumer financing if you want to pay monthly for any of our services. We've got a technology called the Visualizer Tool, where you can take a picture of the person's home and show them what all the different roofing materials and colors look like at their actual house. Um, and And then vendor relationships. We've got national partnerships with all the best and biggest um, manufacturers and suppliers. So we're getting the best possible pricing. We're getting uh, better warranties and we're getting rebates back from everybody. So nobody can compete with us on the cost of materials. Um, so I think overall to sum it up, it's really the customer experience yep. is just going to be so much okay. better than any other roofing company. Um, and then those additional services too, right? We're able to bundle in gutters, siding, windows, um, to help, you know, get your foot in the door. Maybe for someone who doesn't quite need a roof replaced yet, you build that relationship with one of those smaller jobs. You know, uh, it's also great to bundle in to increase that average ticket. Yeah. And then a lot of the qualities that is determined based on the, the subcontractors, right? And so I guess, how, how does the franchisee go to, I guess, I mean, you talked about the initial vetting, but there's just the ongoing vetting to ensure that, that they're doing a good job and it's up to, you know, the mighty dog standard. Of course. Yeah. So um, it starts with finding good subcontractors. So we lean on our suppliers to help us, you know, uh, find the best subs in the area. We've got uh, Recruit Z, our staffing firm could also help you uh, find subcontractors. Um, but in the beginning, until you get to know a subcontractor, you, you're going to need to babysit them a little bit. So that's the sales manager's responsibility uh, in the beginning to go to the job. In the beginning, make sure that we have this house cape system that we set up to protect the home from falling free to help with cleanup. They make sure that's set up properly. They make sure all the subs are wearing their Mighty Dog t-shirts, you know, that they have everything they need. And then you'll come back at the end of the job, make sure everything's cleaned up properly. Homeowners happy, you know, so that kind of helps to ensure quality control. But to be honest, like these subcontractors, this is what they do for a living. This is what they specialize in. They have a reputation. Uh, of their own that they need to uphold. And if they don't do quality work, you're not going to bring them back for another job. So most subcontractors do really nice work. You're going to narrow it down to probably two subs. That'll be your go-to crews that you use for everything. And they'll practically be like part of your core team. They just happen to be 1099. And you don't have to babysit them as much once you get to know. Yep. And so then um, does the franchisee need experience in in roofing or the salespeople or like, or or is it all trainable? I'll be honest with you, we prefer uh, our franchisees to not have roofing or construction experience because uh, oftentimes they come with bad habits. And, um, you know, a lot of roofers and construction people, uh, some of them don't make the best, you know, business owners. We, we want people with business experience. It's it's really more of an enterprise level model where uh, we want empire builders, people who are looking to go out and build a team and scale a business into a little empire in their territory. So, uh, and then we can teach you everything you need to know on, you know, roofing and how to use all of our cool, you know, technology and software. You know, that's the easy part. Um, but you need somebody on your team, whether it's the GM or the sales manager, who's that 
kind of driver, that relationship builder type of personality. Because a big aspect of this, you know, is, you know, knocking on doors and networking and building relationships. Yep. Okay. And then what, um, what are your best franchisees doing or, or whatever you can speak to in terms of the sales that they can generate and the, the money they can make? Yeah. So, um, we just came out with our new, uh, FDD and, and item 19. Yep. So, uh, 75% of our franchisees did over a million and a half in 2022. I think the most important thing to note is that not a single one of them was open for two full years. So okay. these are brand new franchisees that are in their first or second year. And, you know, 75% of them did over a million and a half in annual revenue. The top 25%, uh, the average was closer to two and a half and the top 10% uh, was around three and a half. Okay. And that's on average of roughly three and a half. You said roughly three territories is like what the average yeah, franchisee kind of has. I would assume everybody, range. most people do three territories. So yeah, I mean, in terms of like annual revenue, we've not seen another franchise company that's putting up this type of numbers this quickly. You know, for somebody to do, you know, a million, two million plus in their first year is is uh, not not common, you know, and that's one of the reasons that we're getting all these awards, I think. Does it speak, do you, do you have a... Um... Any like net profit or cost of goods or any other margin information? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the gross profit margins um, are between uh, 40, 40 and 50%. So the 75% of our franchisees was at 39.5% uh, average gross profit margin. The top 10% were over 50%. Okay. And that includes materials and, and the, the labor too? Exactly. Materials, labor, and any other cost of sales, such as like a junk removal, permits, you know, whatever okay. else goes into the production of the job. Okay. And then after that, obviously, they've got royalties, they've got, you know, all their marketing dollars and other costs as well. Yeah, sure. Expenses, sure. Um, and then, you know, average tickets, I think that's what makes this uh, model so unique and so successful is that, you know, most home services, the average ticket's not very high. So you got to do a lot of volume yep. you know, to crack a million bucks. We are top 75% of our franchisees in 2022. Average ticket was over $10,000. We've got some guys, the top 10% doing over $20,000 average ticket. So you don't need to do as much volume in this business, um, but we're, we're doing the volume too, which uh, just makes it that much sweeter. Yep. Yeah, it's significant. And plus having financing programs for people to, to pay for it. Uh, how, how much of the business is insurance driven? Chasing, chasing storms and, yeah. you know. So, so we, we pride ourselves in not being a storm chasing company. We are a retail company first and foremost. First and foremost, we're, we're built for retail. So we've got some markets that don't have a lot of storm damage and it's like almost a hundred percent retail. Okay. And we've got some storm markets where franchisees are doing upwards of 80% insurance work. So, you know, you don't need storm damage in your market to be a successful Mighty Dog franchisee. But if there is storm damage and insurance work, uh, we are going to get it uh, because we've got lots of tools in place. We've got a storm tracking software. It's the best in the industry. It's called Hail Trace. And then we have an in-house supplementing department. Okay. This is something that none of your competition is going to have. We have a whole team, a whole department of people that you take that insurance claim, you send it off to our uh, supplementing team. And they do all the back and forth with the insurance companies okay. to get those claims yeah. adjusted. So they're taking a $2,500 repair 
and they're turning that into a $25,000 replacement. Okay. And, uh, you know, that helps us to win a lot more insurance jobs uh, than the competition. Yeah. I mean, I had one of those guys knock on my, knock on my door last summer or last year sometime. And, uh, you know, there's hail damage in the, in the neighborhood and, you know, can I check it out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever, you know, and you know, he finds, he finds a bunch of, you know, hail, hail damage on the siding and on the roof. And, you know, there's enough within the square foot, whatever the thing is. And he got my insurance guy out there and, you know, they all agreed and I got a brand new roof and siding and it was like, you know, 50 grand, 60 grand. And you know, I paid a thousand bucks or whatever. So, um, yeah. So most companies like nobody has an in-house department like we do. So some, some roofing companies are going to outsource that. Uh, there are companies that will, you pay them, but you have to pay them a percentage of the increase. Okay. So if you take a, that from 2,500 to 25,000, they're getting a big chunk of that. Our uh, supplementing team, it's a, like a pass-through cost. It's $75 flat. Okay. For us Stand to do it. Like yeah. nothing. And that's the advantage of all the horsepower brands is because we own all these uh, companies and we do everything in-house, we're able to provide all these services to our franchisees for really a fraction of yep. the cost that they would pay to a third party. Yep. And part of it is, you know, they're, they're paying us, you know, they're paying eight and a half percent royalty, right? So maybe slightly higher than some others, but, you know, baked into that, right? You're getting all these things that would cost you significantly more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And that's we don't all do part the, of the value. And we don't do any additional uh, points for, you know, advertising contributions or anything like that. It's just a flat eight and a half percent royalty. Uh, and then what, what should a franchisee then expect to spend on marketing? Because this is you know marketing-driven business. How much more are they spending on marketing? Yeah, so uh, we start our franchisees off with a, with a very healthy marketing budget for the first three months. Uh, it's built into the item seven. Um, and then after that, the expectation is to spend uh, around 2000 a month or about 5% of gross revenue. Um, I mean, it's more of a guideline than a hard yep. rule. If you're able to go out and drive your own business through canvassing and networking and you don't have to spend as much on paid advertising, great, you know, um, but that's kind of the expectation to start. In okay. the beginning, the paid ads and the online marketing is is great because it's quick and it's easy and we're going to get you jobs right out of the gate. Um, but the sooner you lean into the, you know, driving your own uh, customers, that's when you'll see your margins really going up quite a bit. Okay. Okay. And are your are your biggest franchisees are they still like smaller or has anybody expanded into to, to more territories or, or more brands like t- tell me about some of your success stories yeah yeah so we've got a really cool opportunity at horsepower I think I think we're the only ones doing it where we have it's called an empire builder scaling model most companies want you to scale your territory out and just get more and more real estate problem with that is you have to spend more and more marketing dollars to attract new customers and you have to open up another multiple offices and you're driving long distances. Uh, so we have this model where you start in your, let's say, three territories with a mighty dog. Once things are rolling, if you want, you can add on an additional horsepower brand. We've got six other home service concepts Yep. and you can drop it in the same territory. So that allows you to leverage the same. If you have an office, you can work out of the same office. You can leverage a lot of the same employees. And you're you're just basically selling to the same customer base that you already built relationships with. Hey, guess what? We're doing lawn care now. We're doing painting. We're doing custom glass. Um, so it's a really cool way to kind of scale your business kind of vertically uh, in that same territory. Okay. As long as it's available. I guess the problem is if you buy Muddy Dog, but the other ones are still so- are already sold. Yeah. That, that well, like I said, conflict. we've got a bunch of brands um, and we're going to be coming out with even more. Yep. I think we're going to have a few new brands this year. So there will always be... Um, at least for a while anyway, there'll be opportunity to 
add on additional brands if you want to. We've got about a dozen Mighty Dog franchisees who've already added their second brand. I think the biggest success story is, and, and just the coolest story is our first Mighty Dog franchisee ended up being the first Blingle franchisee, our outdoor lighting company. They did so good with Mighty Dog, they added on Blingle, and then they actually bought an HVAC company on the side. These guys are running three different businesses out of one office in the same territories, and they're just absolutely crushing it. Yep. Uh, I think they've got like 12 Mighty Dog trucks out in the field now. They've built a pretty big team, so there's okay. exciting opportunities there if you, if you take it. And then how, a, a sub crew, how long does it take them to do a roof on average? A day. A day, okay. Yeah, they're knocking these jobs out. So fast. you could do like five. So like that one crew could do five days a week, pretty much. Sure. Which had, yeah. you know, 15K a ticket. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. 75K a week, just like four million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. We've got franchisees doing, you know, over 10 jobs a week. Yeah. That 10 to anywhere from 10 to $20,000 a, a job. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. You can build a significant business there. So what about, is there a recession fear or like what, what is your, what is the Mighty Dog plan if there's like a, you know, something happens in the economy? How does that affect your business? Yeah, to be honest with you, I think, I mean, I've experienced, you know, with uh, my restaurant franchises, when COVID hit, I had to shut my businesses down. I think roofing is probably the most COVID and recession resistant business model out there. No matter what happens, everybody needs a roof over their head. Every house has a roof. Uh, if if it's if you got a leak or if you got some damage, um it's not something you can do it yourself either. You know, you're not yeah. up against do it yourself. No. You're going to have to hire somebody to fix your roof. A lot of it also is insurance work, you know, so the insurance company's paying for it. And there's a lot of laws getting passed now in some states like Florida, for example, you can't even get insurance or you can't renew your insurance if your roof's over 10 years old. So hmm. there's a lot of reasons why people are having to replace their roofs, you know, buying and selling of homes, uh, adding solar panels. A lot of times you're going to have to replace the roof. Um, so really 10 to 15 years old is really the sweet spot for the customers we're going after. Okay. And what's it cost to start one up on Mighty Dog franchise? Uh, so the uh, total investment for one territory uh, ranges between around uh, 215000 to 320000 uh, If you do you know, two or three or up to five territories, the only additional fee is the franchise fee. All the other costs remain the same. So that's why it really makes sense to do a few territories. I think an average budget for three territories is probably somewhere around 350 to 400 total. Most people okay. are doing SBA financing. And what's cool about horsepower is we're willing to just take, if you're going to do an SBA loan, we'll just take 20% of the total investment at signing, let you hold on to a lot more post-closing liquidity um, instead of paying that full franchise fee right out of the gate. Gotcha. So three, so it's called 350, three territories. So what, where's most of the expense coming from? Cause we talked about it's, it's asset light, right? Um, yeah. obviously the franchise fee, a vehicle, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, so you got your, the, the biggest expenses uh, on the item seven and the initial investment are going to be the franchise fee, the sales vehicle, and, um, the marketing budget. We've got a $20,000 marketing budget built in there for the first three months. We include uh, thirty to fifty thousand dollars of additional funds just to have some. Okay, extra so just cash from the bank is. Yeah, I uh, think sometimes when people look at the total investment, that includes money you're going to spend on marketing. That includes yeah, the, the payroll. The thing, right. The biggest thing about Mighty Dog and all the horsepower brands really is we structure our initial investment and in our item seven very differently from all the other franchise companies. So we actually front load way more expenses 
into your item seven than most other companies. In fact, we go as far as front loading the entire first year for some of these expenses. So like your, uh, your licenses and permits, your technology fees, your call center fees, uh, accounting and bookkeeping, the drone, a lot of this we front load the whole first year so that you can just you know, bundle gotcha. it into your SBA loan. Okay, so you get the financing on it. it. Okay, versus if you didn't do that and you had this much lower budget, but then you're kind of getting drained every month or getting hit every month, right? Yeah, so it, yeah, plus like, you know, we don't want there to be any surprises down the road, right? We're being a lot more transparent by putting everything in here that we know you're going to need. We want you to hit the ground running and and be set up for success with a healthy budget. Um, and we want to help you take advantage of the bank's money when we can as well. So most people are doing SBA loan, probably 80 to 90%. So on that $350,000 total investment for three territories, for example, they're putting 70 grand at signing and then the rest goes into their SBA loan. So, okay. we can get them, you know, get them yeah, going. 75% of franchisees are doing over 1.5 million at, I would imagine a pretty good margin. I'd imagine the, the payback is, is relatively quick yeah. on this thing compared to. Uh, others, which you see, take take a lot of time to build that volume. So that's what's that's, sure. what's, that's yeah. what's pretty impressive about it. And the great thing too is we've got so many franchisees now that you know some companies it's hard to to get validation. And um, you know we've got so many franchisees that you're going to talk to throughout the process. Uh, you know if you go through our development process, so you get to hear all different perspectives from different franchisees who come from different backgrounds and different markets. Um, so it's it's a pretty neat you know going through the Mighty Dog. Uh, process. Can you speak to any major markets that are still open or have good availability? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I have a, a list here. Let me see how quickly I could I could pull it out. Um, so the top large markets that we have available, and when I say large markets, these are markets that we could do, you know, we could do probably up, up to five territories in these markets, no problem, maybe multiple five territories. So that would be... Um, uh, uh, Phoenix, Omaha, Miami. Oh, Omaha, it's your headquarters. Come on. Yeah, so we were going to do a corporate location, <laughs> but now we decided we're going to franchise it, but we're being super picky. Yeah, yeah uh, you so need we've like actually the, turned down a bunch of people. Yeah, you need um, the, we'll, the rock we'll get star. It going soon. Yeah. Uh, Miami, Philadelphia, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, St. Paul, South Milwaukee. Uh, then we've got you know some mid-sized markets, Greensboro, Reno. Okay. Okay. Uh, Des Moines, Memphis, Columbus. Well, I know some people in Philly, so hopefully I can help you get get somebody there. Oh, uh, we got a lot of markets left in Philly, even even New Jersey, where I'm from. We've got some really great markets still. So. Yep. Awesome. So there's lots of good territories left. Cool. Thanks. You know, I appreciate you educating me on here, and uh, even adding solar. I'm like, I got people all the time asking me, like, wanting in the solar franchise, and there really isn't there really isn't anything, at least that's in my world, that I think is worth talking about. So if you guys can add that, I think that could be a that could be a game changer and from the sound of it, does it cost any? Does will it cost franchisees anything additional to add solar? Not anything. No, yeah. it's an optional add-on. It will come with some additional training, and we're going to have to hook you up with some different type of subcontractors. Um, but no, there's no additional yeah. cost for that. That's why I think it's really cool. And and and, I, and Horsepower does this with some of the other brands. Is as the business model evolves and grows, like you know, you add this whole new line of revenue, and it's not like you have to pay a new franchise fee or build anything new. It's it's all kind of built into it. I know the same with with, with Heroes adding like mosquitoes or whatever, whatever it is, right? 
Um, I think that's, I think it's like a cool concept too. And yeah. does benefit well, franchisees. Well, then the nice thing too, by having all these additional services is we're able to position ourselves really not as like a roofing company. We're more of a trusted home advisor for anything on the exterior of your home. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. Cool. I appreciate you coming on and sharing the story. Uh, lots of good stuff here. So if anybody's interested in learning more about Muddy Dog, you can reach out to me directly and I will make an inter- personalized introduction to Anthony and help you through the process as well. So you can find me, you know, all my links below in the show notes on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, you know, wherever. So that's all I got. Anthony, thanks again. All right. Thanks for having me, Brian. That's all we got for this episode with the Business with Beers podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is to rate the show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with me on your preferred social media platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find all my links at brianbeers.com. Please just share the podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember to take the actions others won't to live the life that others don't. 